Ready Check Radio. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Relic Grind, Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the show. I'm your host, Mike Byrne. As always, this is episode 33. If you're chilling back, listening to the sound of my voice on Spotify or watching on YouTube, consider heading over to that website right there, readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. In the upper right-hand corner, I've got all the socials there for you. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, all of it, all of it. Give it a click, give it a follow, sub, turn on the notifications. You know how it works. Tell a friend. If you like what we do here, you want to see more of it, it's the easiest way to support us, and it's fast. We're closing in. We're so close. So close to that 500 followers mark on Twitch. We passed the 200 on YouTube. That's all thanks to you. We appreciate it. But we've got a lot of stuff to talk today, talk about today, so let's get right down to it with Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. I'm home. I'm not in your area right now. You are home. You are home. I am. Feels good. I know they say we live in amazing times, but I'm ready for just to be back to normal. Can we, can we go back to normal? I don't think there's ever uh, really going to be a normal. Is this as, the new normal? Damn know, it. As like there was <laughs> X years ago, X years ago. But hopefully we can get close. Also on the line, the chat about Square Enix and Final Fantasy fourteen stuff. It's Adam Lane, a.k.a. Oh, they, wait. That's yep. not Kronos. Oop. Kronos out closing Hi, on his house. Congratulations to uh, Adam Lane, Kronos. But in no, his I'm place... Kronos. Mr. Michael Poveromo, the happy one himself. What's up, Big Daddy? You know, I was just watching yeah. the highlight clip I made of that like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted, but doing well otherwise. You so look good. Don't mind me if you, if you catch a yawn or two. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's me. It's me. You're looking good. Drink that coffee. Drink that coffee. Well. Drink that coffee. Medic in chat. Need my FFTCG fix in person. I know, right? Final Fantasy trading card game. We've got pre-release, not this weekend, but next weekend for Opus 14. And then the following week, the set comes out. Distribution in North America fucking sucks. Anyway. Man, just be glad that people don't go crazy for those like they do Pokemon cards, or it'd be even harder to get them. Oh, they are. Oh, oh they are. They're, 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 it's in such a bubble right now as far as buying and selling and stuff like that goes. I'm like... Holy hell, I could totally make a killing if I sold this right now. Mm. But I'm like, I don't want to sell this. Want to buy a digital game? Yeah, me too. An official one. I don't mind playing on Octagon. If you if you want to play FFTCG or learn how to play it, I stream it on Mondays. Uh, we're not going to do it this weekend because like the week or two before pre-release, kind of everybody's, you know, let me take a break for a week or two. Uh, but on uh on mondays right here ready check radio at 7 p.m i do stream final fantasy tcg teach new players how to play uh teach new players how to use octagon hell we taught tarkoth on stream how to play and some people Word. hanging out in chat so join us uh live sometime we'd love to see you uh, and i'll definitely be more than happy we did a whole stream just going through all the collection stuff i love the trading card game ff arena yeah yeah, distribution is totally screwed in North America for both pre-release and the, the booster boxes. It's going to be a fun time trying to get a hold of any of this stuff. 
But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Or not? It could be. I mean, but it is not. Square Enix. It is not. It is. Hey, Haps, you just had... Um, you're st- actually still doing, right? Yeah, still doing until uh, August, the Black Chocobo event. You were one of yeah. the streamers chosen for that. Uh, yeah. I was poking my nose in just watching your absolute bonkers notifications going off. Congratulations. Very well deserved. That uh, was crazy. How is it How is it going being a part of that? Obviously, you're, you know, your subs are up and all that stuff. We're, we're, give us 500 followers. Go give him the sub. Uh, you get a prize if you sub to him. I can't compete with that right no, now. No, you don't get a prize if you sub. You get a prize if you gift Gift a sub. a sub. Gift a sub. You're correct. You're correct. But how has how the event been from a content creator standpoint? And set aside the fact that, yeah, you're getting subs and there's a, ultimately a payout for that uh, as a content creator. But, like, what's it, what's it done on your side actually sitting there creating content, having something that could potentially be that disruptive to generating content happen in real time? Uh, I don't think anyone in this space ever looks at moments like that and goes, about time. <laughs> like, there's got to be somebody out there who's, like, super into themselves, who's just like, yeah, this is it. I knew it. This is my moment. I think almost everyone had the same reaction of, this doesn't make any sense. This isn't supposed to happen. Nothing, nothing, nothing makes this, this, huh? What? That's, that's pretty much the, the, the epitome of that event for anyone who was selected. Now, of course, the growing pain is that there were people that were selected as opposed to it being a, uh, a yeah. what's it called? Uh, I, I don't know, because pe- people are worried about like all sorts of different things with this. And I think the number one thing is it should have just been everyone in the 14 category. Yeah, yeah, and we we shared that same thing on a previous show too, where you know we were obviously like super happy for people like you, and then disappointed for people like Sly. Right? Yeah, it was that weird. I really like this event. That's a really good idea, but man, I really wish there was some transparency on how people got picked. And I don't want to belabor that point here uh, with you or for for another show again. But there are concerns, right, with that, that then people just start yeah. parking themselves in the 14 category that have never, ever streamed 14. And it's yeah, but to in my opinion, it doesn't matter because anyone who would gift the subs to them probably doesn't like it, it would. It, it's no overlap, probably. Yeah. I mean, they're opinion. they're supporting the creators they like at that point. Not yeah, necessarily, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that really is the more important. This this kind of funneled people to creators they may not necessarily even like yeah. to participate or they just don't participate at all. But I mean, as someone who did participate, uh, you never prepared for anything like that. And it sets a really big precedence for Twitch as a whole in any category in the future. Because that's a thing that's now doable on the platform. They did it in Apex or Fortnite, I think, or something. Another game, they did something. Oh, Destiny. It was Destiny, They did something similar. Um, So I'm curious to see how that goes in the future. But it's overwhelming. It's been almost a month that I almost want to do a live drop-off like viewer <laughs> like just look at the number <laughs> just, I want to do it <laughs> it's like the reverse of last month that's in like two days um but as the sub starts falling off for renewal <laughs> the, the important thing for me has been to not let it after that first day was to not let it dictate my content yeah i suppose it, sure. it was something that needed to be happening in the background and i needed to take that boost of energy because it is a boost of energy regardless if you know those aren't the you know that's not how it's going to be a month from now and roll with it and the last month has been exhausting for that reason but it's also been busy which for me i'd rather be busy and exhausted than bored and doing nothing well yeah you're in the process of there's so much 
influx of players. And we're going to talk about yeah. what that's led to in a second here, just to the game itself. Um, not just, you know, streamers and, and this black big black Chocobo event and stuff like that, but the game itself with Gold and Bellular and, and just a myriad of high-profile uh, streamers of World of Warcraft and of other games uh, coming and checking out Final Fantasy. A huge influx of players. It's led to some problems and things like that. Uh, so you've actually been going back lately and re-leveling through A Realm Reborn, through Heaven's Word, and kind of putting the, together condensed videos for those new players specifically. Because let's be frank, it's it's not evergreen content, the type we, of stuff we create here, right? Like the guide uh -huh. is only yeah. as good as, as that fight be, is actually challenging. When the fight isn't challenging anymore, that guide isn't getting all, all that many views anymore. The leveling stuff that we created back in the day on Game Breaker, I still go back, look at, and I kind of giggle at now because it's just, <laughs> it just it wouldn't be the same anymore. You're redoing it. It's been a while since you personally did it, and now you're recreating videos on it. How's how's the whole new player experience uh, now with, quote, fresh eyes going back uh, and looking at it now? A couple of things. My eyes will never be as fresh as somebody no, else's. No. I realized that almost immediately that no matter what I did, I was in a, I was at an advantage trying to you know understand what it's like yeah. because it just doesn't. I'm I know everything that there is to know going into it already, so I don't I don't have to rediscover. What I did find was that things have really gotten way better than I thought. I remember doing a lot of those things like OG OG. And I forgot how much they have changed, how much has improved. Because even when I did a Realm Reborn before they revamped it, I was like, this is actually other than a few parts. Like, I'm really happy with this. And now having being a veteran player, like having all the new expansions, this all, all this stuff is more exciting because I can like draw it back to, you know, to things that I've been experiencing recently. Yeah. And it made it a lot more exciting than I think most people would expect. More exciting than even if you were a brand new player seeing it for the first time, because there's just so much insight that that enhances going back. So I I was genuinely surprised at how well I think the early parts of Final Fantasy XIV hold up, because I've always perpetuated that ah you know yeah those first few levels and it's not the greatest. And I was going through and I was like. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this isn't well, terrible. This isn't terrible. <laughs> this isn't even, it wasn't even not bad. It was good. Like it's all still, the dungeons. Were I, quick. I, I got five levels from one roulette. I like, still <laughs> think you have to acknowledge that it is a very different game. Once you get post yeah. heaven's word. There, it's, very, it's, it's post a realm reborn. It's a very different. Well, game. yeah, yeah. But I, I think Ironically after enough, heaven's word is the big change. Ironically enough, heaven's word actually took longer than new a realm reborn. <laughs> Oh, wow. So that's what By you've like kind of been doing hours. right now in the doldrums is you're kind of focusing on the the hype and getting new players some information out there. Tark, as somebody that doesn't like put up a video a day type deal, what do you do like in the the doldrums here? We've got a few more months before Endwalker. This period of time is a little longer than it normally is. So what this do you much. do in these off moments where you're done with the patch, the 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 five seven the five eight patches they really don't have a ton of stuff in them content wise so uh yeah like what do you do is this the time you take a break from Final Fantasy and play something else is this that time you go and you level classes that you've been avoiding uh, leveling for one reason or another what do you do in the downtime 
I've just been leveling jobs. That's that's what I've been focused on. I want to get all my healers up and uh, searching for those glams and all the dungeons, all the raids, uh, getting that all put in my glamour dresser. So I'm set. I'm also prepping for Sage because that's what I'm going uh, when the uh, expansion drops. And we got Make It Rain right now. So I'm up about 200k uh, MGP on uh, the events that just came out. So yeah, I just blew 200 MGP, 200k MGP <laughs> yesterday. Just I blew 800k after yeah. making 700k. <laughs> I'm about to blow 200 mil or 2 mil and get that last mount. See, I was getting doing it for the triple triad mount. Those are the last two cards yep. I needed. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, and, and that's kind of like the same thing. Like I'm doing odds and ends. There are classes yeah. and jobs that I'm just never going to level. I just don't have any interest in in playing them. So I'm just not going to get them to 80. The other ones that like are floating at 60 and 70, they're the ones that, yeah, I jump to in these in these times and, and bust out dailies or some dungeons every now and then and just kind of grind them a little bit further and a little bit further. So I, I haven't really been focused on that. I've been focused on triple triad cards, finishing that off to get the triple triad mount right now. Uh, and then focused on just like odds and ends. I think I don't have max rep with the fishing dailies. Like I have enough to get the mount and everything and the minions, but I didn't finish it off. So like just odds and ends, just polishing cool. those those types of things off. I forgot minion hunting. I'm at 320 now, so I'm catching nice. you. I'm about to catch you. Uh, you still quite a ways away. You still quite. Well, a ways you got all those premium ones. They don't count. Oh well, then you ain't gonna <laughs> ever ever catch me. They don't count. They don't count. Those ones you paid for, they don't count. Oh, yeah, shit, I, I got to pre-order that soundtrack we talked about last week. Damn it. I forgot to do that after the show last week. I did go ahead and get the uh, Sabatender from the the Make It Rain event. Had to grab that real quick. Uh, that was I just bought the Coral Kitten from the MGP because I needed it for a video. <laughs> the Black Coral Kitten. <laughs> We did it for an Alexander video. What, uh, Happy, ah. let's not keep this too long. Tark, you and I have talked about this immensely and, and thoroughly in the last like two or three shows. But your thoughts on like the the influx through Asmongold streaming and Bellular streaming and, and everybody else? So I, um, I like to not focus my energy on things I don't have control over. Um, so to me, it's just somebody being in the category who's who's exploring it for the first time and anyone who's doing that, I want them. I, I wish the same thing, a good experience. Yeah. So um, specifically on that front, I haven't even kept up with the sheer number of people who have entered the category, but it's always good. There's there, no one should ever, it's weird because sometimes people come into streams and they're like, Oh, look at all these big people. But what about you? You're an OG. And I'm like, you sh I'm not worried about these things. You shouldn't be worried about these <laughs> things. <laughs> because it's nothing to be worried about. They're, people love when new people try out the game that they already like. You don't look, it's not like people are like territorial. And we see that with MMOs a lot. It happens with all oh. games, with the MMOs, and especially with how Twitch has kind of perpetuated like MMO communities. We see that a lot. But I mean, it's always a good thing. That's motivation for me to put out more content. That's motivation for me to, you know, look around and see what people are doing. But I try not to get too involved because it's really easy to just end up going down a rabbit hole where you, you that's all you care about yeah. is what those people think. And every day someone comes in, what do you think this person thinks? What do you think about this person thinks? And I was like, I don't, it's their, whatever their opinion is, is their opinion. 
I don't know why I'm supposed to think something about that right. opinion. I'm not going to change their you mind, know? and nor do I care to. <laughs> nor yeah, do I care to. I, I think if they don't like something, good. Because the more people who are honest with their feedback is better for a game. So yeah. I'm not like, there's like some people like drama hunters, like, oh, this person thinks this sucks, or this person thinks this good. And it's like, I have good. never gotten that. Like, regardless of whether it's MMOs <laughs> or games, like, I have never, the, you know, uh, PlayStation versus Xbox. Like, who cares? Yeah. Why Why are you going to be tribal about this? They just both want your money. It's It's yeah. not like they're, you know, <laughs> recruiting for their team because they have cookies and come to the dark side. We'll take care of you. No, it's, it's, it's just... <laughs> Give us the five yeah, or six hundred dollars for the console. I That's mean, all. Now that want. there's cookies involved, I might right. be a little <laughs> bit more. But it has led to a bit of a downside, right? And that yeah. is server performance, login queues, all kinds of different performance issues across the the data centers themselves. Uh, and for one point, we did talk about this on last week's show. Uh, you know, you couldn't buy it digitally. You couldn't buy the game digitally. Uh, there were just no codes, no codes uh, available. So yeah, do you, do you think they just populate a database every week and that they just didn't expect it to run out? Because I know some in order in order to to regulate like the yeah. back end, they just generate a database of codes and then it just takes one every time. So which then I don't can run know. Out. I don't know how Final Fantasy does it. Obviously, I'm not a Square Enix employee, it. nor have I ever been a Square Enix employee, but. From it's the only way you really run out, though. Doing soft, yeah, you can because they do generate uh, those codes in batches. Um, now, whether they're doing it once a week and hey, we have twenty thousand codes a week and we use this to regulate how many we sell in a week, or hey, it's time to run a batch for this quarter and let's get five hundred thousand keys and we're good. Like I don't know how they specifically do it, but you do generate those keys in batches. Um, now. Should you have known a little earlier than, oh, shit, we're out of keys and maybe tweeted something and said, hey, we're getting very low on keys and it's going to take us time to spin up some keys because it's not something you can you can just trigger like that. It is a little yeah. bit of a process. Uh, yeah, I think somebody should have been a little more on the ball than that. I'm OK with, you know, not recognizing how big your player spike was going to be. Uh, and just anticipating, hey, we're going to have some player growth and not the amount of player growth you had. But somebody should have noticed, you know, the red number flashing on how many keys were still available <laughs> to do something there. Uh, Yoshi P did come uh, onto the lodestone and basically put up an entire long post about, you know, thanking the new players for coming, thanking the existing players for, you know, adopting everybody and helping them in their new adventures and talking about the growth being quote so staggering and unexpected that many players are now having difficulty logging in or creating new characters due to server congestion and for this we deeply apologize uh, and that's on top of the servers having issues in general people being kicked out of the game and disconnections uh, on the on the rise and everything now I know, Happy, there's a couple points of this that you personally aren't happy about. I'm sure, Tark, you and I feel a certain way about some of these, too. So let's just kind of take them in order. Tark, the first thing that they were doing was raising the login caps. Uh, now, there's a whole explanation on why the login caps are there. I'm not going to get into the weeds on that, but just uh, suffice it to say that most of it's there more for the... Uh, instance-based servers, the things like the dungeons uh, and things mm -hmm. like that. 
And so they do have the login caps in place. Now, what they're doing is they're increasing the United States, the North American data center by 18,000 positions or approximately 750 per, per world server. That was done this week. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I did notice a difference. Oh, I um, certainly My queues went from like oh, 380 yeah. down to 60 on average uh, in logging in. You guys have the same kind of experience there? Pretty much on point. Cool. Yeah, from uh, Excalibur, it was uh, 100 down to like 35. So now, much better. EU is going to get this as well. However, mm -hmm. it is not implemented yet, and they don't actually have an exact date for when they're going to. Um, so they can't really raise the cap. So EU, our, our brethren in the EU, still going to have to suffer through longer than usual queues. Uh, and then it says, despite the cap increase over the weekend of the 17th and the 18th, several North American worlds experienced periods of six to seven hours at maximum login capacity. As a result, character Lord. creation was unavailable for long periods of time. And players faced an average uh, or wait times of 10 to 20 minutes for players residing on worlds in the European data center that weekend. They were as high as 40 minutes. So, yeah, not exactly fantastic on that front, Tark. I mean, good on the NA side, a but a lot of players still left out in the cold. Hey, unfortunately, this they got to put a limit um, on it until they get new servers up and running. Um, and that's just for the stability of the game. I remember back in Realm Reborn, we couldn't log into duties. I'm sitting there trying to be with your soul and fight that moss-covered thing. And, and to be fair, a lot has obviously changed since those days. Oh, yeah. Not just in the yeah. game, but architecturally how the game is built. But they learned from those mistakes, and that's why we have these things in place now. Uh, so it, working as intended? Still have character intended, but limited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we still have now the character creation issues as well, Haps. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you never want these things. I mean, but no. literally no way they could have seen. There was nothing trend-wise that dictated this. It was it was a wave. It was instant. It was like it's when you tsunami. See, it's like yeah, I was literally I was about to say it's like when you're you're on the shoreline and the water starts receding, and then all of a sudden, yeah. It's it's, but it's it's good and bad. But it's probably more good than bad. Yeah. In all honesty. Mm -hmm. On the other side of things we can do, and this one I think stirs up a little bit of angst in some people. Uh, automatic logouts have been reinstituted. Now I personally don't care about this. I remember being made fun of by one Mr. Gary Gannon on an episode of XIV Reborn because I expressed the opinion with Mr. Happy that, yeah, when I'm done playing, I log out. You know, I want that spot to be free for somebody. Uh, to which he mocked me mercilessly. <laughs> like, if sometimes you want to play- I forget to log out, but like, <laughs> otherwise I don't really care. Like sometimes I just walk away from my PC like within seconds of being done with something and I'm just like, I zone out. But other And then if I come back and I'm logged out, I'm not like, no! <laughs> right? <laughs> no! That's why I'm home and not in yours here right now. Come on! So, uh, with the release of 558, which, by the way, please, still, people, really, this 558 is not the data center upgrade. It was not no. the data center upgrade. Stop. Um, 
the logout uh, stuff is implemented again. 30 minutes, and you will be automatically booted. We won't talk about the fact that I'm pretty sure the UI trick still works, but... <laughs> oh, a lot more than that works. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what happened to me last night? I was, I was getting footage for a video, and I was auto-attacking a training dummy. And I walked away from my PC and came back two hours later, and I was still attacking that dummy. Womp, womp. I mean, there's only so much they could do on this. On yeah. yeah. Uh, so the logical question becomes, why don't you just add servers, right? That is like everybody who doesn't do anything in development and software and hardware yeah. engineering. That is the immediate question that you always get. Why don't you just boot up some more servers? Why don't you just boot up some more data centers or put additional worlds in there? and Download some RAM. Okay, yeah, all right. Let's set aside the fact for the minute that that question is kind of goofy and shows that maybe you don't have the experience with the back end, and that's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with asking the question. Uh, but that that should not happen for a game that wants to stay relatively world-healthy or server-healthy. Uh, you yeah. should never just spin up an adequate number of servers or worlds for your game to accommodate the increase that you have right at the moment, i.e. see Wildstar. Um, <laughs> womp womp. Don't worry, now, they got to spin those back down, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Into two. Uh, one for EU and one for NA. Uh, but they are reevaluating this over time as far as, because we're already talking about adding the Oceanic data server. You know, we know that's coming. They have talked yep. about exploring data centers elsewhere. They haven't confirmed anything or even said they're going to, but they are exploring this. And they even did look at trying to maybe move up some timelines as far as new implementations and brought up a few issues that they're, they're having. And one is that there's just in, insufficient servers that they can actually get a hold of due to semiconductor shortages as a relation Thanks, cryptocurrency yeah as a re as it relates to both that and covid-19 pandemic uh, just some semiconductor production way down all over the place and, uh, and they even try to throw money at it just to you know okay, yeah. well, give us priority you know just give them to us and like no they just they're just not there some black market servers wah, wah. now grindy pointing out that conversely at the same time you have square enix saying this is one of the two problems with that is we're, we're having a hard time getting servers, is you do have companies like Blizzard, companies like Amazon and New World that manage to snag new servers the minute they need them. Now, we don't know how much of those they already had on hand and just weren't utilizing in this capacity versus how many of them they actually had to reach out and acquire from some other company selling them. We don't know those numbers, but either way, it does present a little bit of a weird look when one company says, hey, we, we're having a hard time getting them, and all of a sudden, another company does get them. Uh, and you certainly don't want to overpay for these things and set a stupid price value for these things going forward. You definitely don't want to do that. The other factor they bring up here is travel restrictions uh, due to COVID, uh, and they talked about this at the Fan Festival, have prevented our server infrastructure team from going anywhere from actually getting to the data centers to make some changes. So some of the obstacles Yoshi P brings there. Now, Haps, you said before the show that you had a, a little bit to say on this topic, so I'll give you a couple of minutes here. 
This isn't the topic I was referring oh, to. Oh, no, I know the one you want to rant about. That's next. That's next. But I'll give you a chance to sum up any thoughts on this one. I mean, you pretty much covered anything I was going to say in that. Oh, cool. All if, right, moving on. Then... If, you've, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if you know anything about the way servers actually work, there yeah. is no there is no on switch. There is no just, that's yeah. it. That's it. We're all set. And uh, I'm going to let him rant on your night. I'm going to let him rant. It's coming. It's 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 unfortunate, but it is it is what it is. If they can't get more then Endwalker's release is going to look a lot like Stormblood's release. <laughs> That'll be unfortunate. Yeah, that's and, and Tark, you and I were talking behind the scenes about like, hmm, I'm really concerned for Endwalker's launch. Uh, you know, yep. if this type of growth months before the expansion has led to these type of problems. What if a good portion of these people stay <laughs> and and roll yeah. into Endwalker, plus the natural influx of just returning players that an exactly. expansion brings on top of that? People that stopped playing a month ago because this is the downtime and they go play other stuff, they're going to be coming back too in November. Yeah, there's going to be a complete logjam if they can't get things stabilized uh, in a way that allows all the returning people and all these new people to come in. Um, I don't want Raubound Extreme again, but it's looking like if they oh. can't get things stabilized in a way, uh, we might be in for a 2.0 of that. <laughs> Grindy again. Raubound I feel like Raubon if you're going to say infrastructure teams can't get anywhere, then you probably should have infrastructure teams everywhere. <laughs> like... I mean, this would seem to make sense to me too. That but seems like the easy way, yeah. It seems like a, the cheaper way to do things. <sighs> Obviously, a lot of these players coming from, as we've mentioned, large streamers uh, joining the fray, checking out the game, including Asmund Gold and others. Uh, them coming primarily from heavy content based around World of Warcraft. So obviously Yoshi P has been getting talked to about World of Warcraft an awful lot. Now, Yoshi P has always been pretty honest on this and just uh, very respectful of uh, Blizzard, very respectful of their employees, very respectful of their product, going as far as to say things like, without World of Warcraft, there would be no A Realm Reborn. Um, we learned so much from them, you know, and we've had the chance yep. to meet them. Just very, very, very respectful. Very respectful. Uh, but took it kind of a step further um, when he was asked about the 12 million subs that World of Warcraft once had at its peak back in the Wrath of the Lich King days. And he came forward and he said, there's just no way Square Enix could compete with that. He compared World of Warcraft to Mount Everest, saying that, hey, just yeah. that big a number is just completely beyond reach. And we're very, very happy at our own growth spurt. We're growing at a rate that even I'm surprised by. It's kind of scary. The hard work we've been putting into Final Fantasy XIV did pay off. But, and here's the but, this whole conversation about surpassing World of Warcraft is the wrong conversation to have and it's honestly irritating. Now, the interview chimed in telling Yoshida that he was hoping he would say, hey, you know, Final Fantasy, we're the best, if something like that. And, and Yoshi P said, if I was that type of guy, 
we'd miss our footing on the way, and 14 wouldn't be loved by so many people. Now, given current affairs, maybe this question would be answered differently today than it was a mere few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But let's set that aside. That is a topic for a, a different show. Uh, and if you haven't seen our status uh, on Snowbound, our Blizzard podcast, please take a look at our Twitter. We posted our thoughts and, and what we're going to be doing uh, in light of current events there. So please check that out and follow us while you're there. But, Haps, let's set that aside, that new breaking news about Blizzard portion, and look at this in the vacuum that when Yoshi P actually said it, you know, what he knew and, and what was going on at the time. You kind of don't like this. Well, I don't like it in light of recent events because it was like, nah, now it's like, nah, fuck those guys. It didn't age well. <laughs> didn't age well, yeah. Because To be fair, though, this is not something he remotely no, he could have known have. or would have been expected no. to know. No, no. And you shouldn't, in light of recent events, remember not to automatically venerate any company that you don't know anything about. Just Even Square. Internally. Even yeah. Like literally don't venerate anything. You don't know anything about the way any company works until things like that start coming out. Just as a reminder, that being said. But I, to be fair, he's not he's not talking about Blizzard as a company there, by the no, way. No, he's talking about, he's talking about the Warcraft game. specifically. Yeah. No. He's talking about the game. And um y Yoshida has this way of being humbling, in a sense. He he doesn't take anything for granted. He doesn't expect that things will go a certain way, and that's kind of the antithesis of corporate gaming or gaming corporations nowadays, especially here in the West. And it's great to see, but it's almost self-defeating in a sense. You think? There's really no reason they couldn't be. Like, yeah, you could say all the times nowadays people would hop from one thing to another, and it's unrealistic, and there's some statistics behind it, but... It's not an Everest. It's just unlikely. <laughs> I don't. People climb Everest all the time. Come on, dude. People climb Everest too much. I thought that was supposed to be like a big deal, and everyone's like, "We're gonna go on vacation and climb Mount Everest." You want to come? <laughs> That's a great one. That's a great one. Hey, we're gonna go climb Mount Everest. You want to come? <laughs> want to come? We're gonna go. That's it. That's it. Hi. We're vaccinated. We can go now. There's no virus up there. Hi, Everest. <laughs> Hi, do Crash. Don't do that. Oh man, yeah. And he just he he wants to eliminate. It is one hundred percent on brand for him, though. It is absolutely it is. like there is hundred percent. Is. There isn't a single part of him saying that that makes me go. He's just playing humble. Like there isn't. No, a he's not playing. Where if Blizz had said that, or EA had said that, or you know, like, I'd just be like, ah, oh, they're just trying to like look humble no. and shit. Like it is one hundred percent on brand for Yoshi P. I, I'm of the opinion you don't need to reach a specific number that World of Warcraft reached to be to 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 claim that you haven't reached that level of success. Yeah. Like your story of your company and of your game in its own way is, is an Everest. 
in a sense. Yeah, especially when you look is. at Final yeah, Fantasy go, 14. Yeah, you know, look at version I, one into a Realm Reborn. It absolutely is. That that is a I, game industry effort. Yeah, yeah. I literally so, just watched the No Clip documentary just this last weekend, and I try to watch it once a year. That whole story is amazing. Yeah, and that's that's why when he. I get that he doesn't, it's mostly about trying to avoid comparisons with another company. You know, Square Enix is Square Enix and they're not going to shy away from, you know, what originated this kind of journey that the game has been on. But I also don't think it's worth kind of placing the highest peak of World of Warcraft on this, like, what seems like this unreachable goal. I, I feel like, I just don't like that specific attitude. I like when he says, you know, stop saying we're the best and whatnot. But it's specifically putting it on that pedestal. Yeah, I've always thought it was weird to begin with to do that. We, we, can you think of another game genre that we do that in? Like, can, I'll ask you gentlemen right now. You had no clue I was going to ask you this. If I asked you what is the MMO that has ever had the most active paid subscriptions at a single time, what's the answer? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. You knew it just like that, Okay. What is the single biggest box unit retail sale of a game ever? What game was it? Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Grand Theft Auto V. All right. I was going to say Skyrim. So we apparently only do this in the MMO genre then. Five, <laughs> <laughs> I think, is the winner. <laughs> I, I don't even Minecraft. know. I Minecraft, don't even maybe. know. I don't know off the top of my head what the best-selling video game of all time was or is currently. I don't know. They all sound... Skyrim, I don't think, is up there. But Skyrim's also weird that it, maybe it is because it's been re-released 40 different yes. times and the number just keeps getting totaled <laughs> together. Like, Grand Theft Auto V sounds like a great guess to me. I have no Grand idea. Grand Theft Auto V's got, like, 70 million. Yeah, like, I like, think Grand Theft Auto V's actually, why like, why do we do this in the MMO genre? Like, I don't... I've never Because we that. need to validate our choice. That's why? the problem about the MMO It's a pissing contest. Everybody you, wants to do you play validate a game? Do you play a game and do you enjoy it? Great. I don't care yeah. how many yeah. else of you jokers fucking play it. <laughs> as long as the servers are on, there's people to do stuff with. That's all that matters. Yeah, if and it then requires MMO. that, yeah. If it's a game that requires that, yeah. Yeah. Because we're the underdog. Do you really still look at Final Fantasy XIV as the underdog? I don't understand why and even the underdog against what? <laughs> According to Trust Wikipedia, they're doing their thing. You don't want to be an underdog in, in the MMO. According <laughs> to Wikipedia, because... in uh, Inworth says that it's Minecraft, but it is Wikipedia too, though. So, <laughs> and Minecraft sounds like one of those things that I wouldn't have guessed. But if you told me what Minecraft was it, I'd go, "Oh, actually, yeah, oh. That, that probably makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that probably makes sense." Like, I don't know. We don't do that in any other genre. It, what's the highest grossing movie of all time? At one time, I knew it because it was one of my favorite movies at the time. It was Titanic. And I know that Avatar at some time beat it. I don't know what it's number Avatar one right is now. right now. Avengers Avatar. is number one. It Avengers can't be Avatar, Avatar anymore. It is. It can't be. They re-released it. They re-released it in something China. Something from the Avengers and franchise it it. has to have beaten it. It, it. So it was Avatar. Endgame took it over. They re-released Avatar in China. It's Avatar right now. I'm a I'm a movie guy. I, like I mean, it. to be yeah, I mean, Avengers kind of <laughs> deliberately like they they had to do some shenanigans to even get above yeah, Avatar. Exactly. Place, so. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, it did. Good on good on you. Good on you. 
but look at the story you had to tell to get me to realize that you might be right. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. But we also just we just say, hey, what's the <laughs> highest subs in any MMO ever? World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. And that's why I just don't. I, that's that's the only thing I don't like about that is just putting it on that on that pedestal because it's it it almost feels like you're undermining what you've done in a way by placing it below something else when. Like I said, it's, it's 14 is its own Everest. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a different Everest. It's just its own one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we could just be easily. You don't need to be talking an Everest about a game that's to be dead. a pain in the ass mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it Mount, is. Mount St. Helens is still a big mountain. Okay. It's Come good on. enough to stand on its own. And you know what? So is Elder Scrolls Online. Like, I, I feel like World of Warcraft never once, Blizzard never once had the conversation, even all the way back in 2004, that said, if we have at least 200,000 people, we'll consider that a massive success. And that was the bar for 2.0 yeah. that Yoshida said. He's like, if we get mm -hmm. 200,000, we'll be, and that'll be unbelievably amazing. That's it. It was about saving a brand more than anything exactly. else. And now look at it. Yeah, and they should be proud and, and laud, put other lauders and be happy with what they have and focus on themselves and now, build themselves up. I know up. I'm old and you all need to get the hell off my lawn and everything, <laughs> but I have never understood that. Like, even when I was a younger person, like, hell, I was alive for the console wars, ladies and gentlemen. I was yeah. front lines in Super Nintendo versus Sega Genesis. I was there to see what the Genesis did and the Nintendo. I Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. I was I there. Was Right there with you. I was there. People in chat, let me know. Which one were you? SNES? NES. Or were you SNES. Genesis, baby? Let me know. I was Zero, baby. NES, but I would borrow my... Oh, no, I had a Game Gear. Game Gear was my... Game uh, Gear. Game Gear was amazing. I used to go to grade school and middle school and espouse the benefits of both. Like, even then, I was like, why, why do I have to pick crazy. one? Like, why do I have to pick one? Now... At my heart, I played more Super Nintendo than I did Genesis. But I loved both. I play a lot more Final Fantasy than I do World of Warcraft. Yeah. I'm going to play even more Final Fantasy than I do World of Warcraft <laughs> over the next foreseeable X weeks here. But I love both. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. They're both good games. I don't. There's room for both. I don't get it. NES and that's SNES, only... Genesis, you didn't have a choice. Well, that's different. That's different, too. Yeah. I will tell you that my dad hated Genesis. My dad absolutely, he loved Nintendo. He hated Sega. Hated Sega because they had, like, the more mature advertising and shit, right? Like the, yeah, the teacher screaming and, you know, he hit. And they had Mortal Altered Kombat. Beast. They had Mortal Kombat with blood. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. He, my dad, poof, no. Nope. We are a Nintendo house. And I'm like, Dad, there's room for both. And he's like, bullshit, I'm buying. <laughs> there's only room for one here. There's only room for one. Anyway. By the way, uh, Sonic releasing on Nintendo Switch. So. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another Steam concurrency record broken. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Now it's up to you know over 67,000 at once. Congratulations. I mean, it's just all good stuff. It's just all good stuff uh, mm -hmm. for, for our game of choice right now. And that's, that's a good thing. And yeah. if you're new, welcome. We hope you'll follow and watch the shows. Hang out with us. If you're 
an old Final Fantasy hat uh, and you're just coming back, welcome as well. And you know what? If you play and it's not for you, that's okay too. That's okay too. I will tell you one thing that's not okay. This kind of just grosses me out. You guys remember when uh, Rubber Ninja ate 999 eggs on stream? And uh, I heard about it. And Yoshi P even thought you know, to enough of it to reference it as something being funny when he was watching community content, uh, content stuff. Well, oh, Ross yeah. Rubber Ninja O'Donovan at it again. At it again. This time going to eat an entire inventory of eggs on stream. For those of you keeping count, that's more than 138,000 eggs, if you want to put an exact number. Plus, while he's doing it, he will stay live the entire time, following on the footsteps of our uh, previous content creator friends streaming for 31 days straight. Uh, this will be a subathon, and for every 1,000 subscriptions that he does get on Twitch, O'Donovan will add another 999 eggs back to the total. I love streaming. I love gaming. I love hanging out with all of you. And I certainly would love a subathon where thousands of people would subscribe to it just to watch me eat eggs. I don't love any of you enough. <laughs> to, to put myself through this and to let you watch me sleep on my camera. I've got one question. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I do Savage. I do Heaven on High. Yeah. I level every job. Yeah. I play the story. Yeah. I make YouTube videos. Yeah. Why do I do any of that when I can just eat eggs? You can just eat eggs. Yeah. You can just I mean, eggs is eggs. taken. You could do something else. Find another food. I have 200 and what if I did I have 291 million gil what if I ate that many eggs do it <laughs> you won't do it the old happy no, would have the old happy, happy would have yeah. what if I just eat real eggs that just sounds gross I would probably <laughs> vomit on your behalf if you ate 138,000 real eggs on stream <laughs> I don't know how far you'd get before your heart would just stop Oh, I'm separating the whites from the yolks. No, don't <laughs> sub to Ready Check Radio expecting me to eat an egg for every sub, Kayla. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Eat juicy. Yeah, I'll, I'll eat. I'll eat. I'll eat Kinder eggs instead. Kinder eggs. won't even do sightseeing log. He's not going to do eggs. Come hey, on. I do all sightseeing logs except a Realm Reborns. And there's that's a the one that minion. has the actual reward. There's yeah, a yeah. minion. And what has the that. minion? So you I have, have that to, minion. That's one of my favorite. You minions. have to know. <laughs> it is fine too. <laughs> how much I am averse to doing that? To know I won't even do it. And there's a minion behind it. He's my little derp penguin. That's the Apkalu, isn't it? It sure yeah, is. Yep. He's my little derp penguin. He's a great minion. Still my. I favorite. even offered. I even offered my my assistance with that. He's all yeah. It's pretty easy nowadays. Yeah. Nope. Tough nuggets. You can fly. Tough nuggets. Uh, how are you guys doing to make it rain? I know we mentioned it a little earlier. Anything that you're particularly saving up for? I got my triple triad mount. Now I just need to get a little bit extra. So if anything else comes out, I'm all set. Sabatendo mount, uh, about 600K short. Working on it. I think I'm, yeah, I think that's all I'm working on too now. I bought the minion from the Make It Rain event. I got the Vexed emote, right? Everybody did their heist and got the Vexed emote. I have not done that yet. You Is didn't. there a new minion? 
Yeah, uh, from the actual yeah. uh, seasonal event. It's from the seasonal vendor. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The sabotender. He looks so dapper and handsome. So you didn't you didn't do the heist yet, Happy? Did you, Tark? Not yet. Did you no. get your Vex emote? I have not. Didn't even know that was a thing. I was just grinding out MGP. Neither did my son. We were we were walking the dogs yesterday, and I said, hey, did you do uh, your heist yet? And he said, oh, yeah. I said, oh, so you got your Vex emote. He was like, oh, you don't get a Vex emote. I'm like, yeah, you do. You do that, and then you go talk to the quest giver right next to them and get another quest that you just okay, and it's done, and you get the book. And he's like, no, I think you're wrong. <laughs> you know, it'd be really nice my if there was, like, a website. Son. If there was a website that, like, posted all this information. Right. This and... is my teenage oh. son who knows that I have covered Final Fantasy since Final Fantasy XI on the MMO front. Uh, saying, no, I think you're wrong. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, How old are you? How much you want to bet? <laughs> really? How old is this game? <laughs> Got back, looked it up, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm right. I, I knew I wasn't crazy. He was like, oh, I didn't know you used the book. I'm like, so you just you got a prize, and it's just sitting in your inventory. Just <laughs> sitting in your inventory. It's like you went to the He figures I'm getting boardwalk. dementia. Oh, nice. It's like going to the boardwalk and like won a bunch of tickets, be like, oh, I didn't know I could use these. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's prizes? <laughs> All right, what about, uh, let's talk about some other Square Enix stuff here before we wrap it up. Um, this, in in just self-inflicted, tone-deaf mentality sometimes from Square that I just find absolutely amazing. <clears throat> absolutely amazing. <laughs> According to an interview here, Square hinted, that the Pixel Remaster Collection, of which we have talked about many times on this show, and I talked about with Hap, uh, you, and, and Sly on State of the Realm um, when we did our E3 E3 show. So I guess it was games and stuff or whatever. What's that? What do you What do you call that one? TVP, talking about games. Talking about games, yeah. Uh, the E3 wrap-up we did. Square Enix hinted that, hey, you know what? That Pixel Remaster... That's mobile and PC only. I mean, it could end up on other platforms if there's enough demand and support. Considering, Wait, I thought it was already on consoles. Considering Isn't it on consoles? Our number one gripe, Tark, with this was that it was not available on the Switch in particular. This is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard them say. No, I'm pretty sure it's on console. I think it was announced. It's yeah, it's on the Steam on console. Deck. Yeah. There it'll you be, go. Yeah, it's on, it'll right be on there. Steam Deck. Exactly. Right there. Merry Christmas. There's your console. I fucking hate doing this show anymore. I absolutely <laughs> hate doing this show anymore. Like the, Steam, yeah, Steam Deck and uh, phones. This Steam has Deck to be exclusive. the dumbest <laughs> thing they've ever said. Yeah, they're so tone deaf. It was like the number one public gripe all over the place when this was shown at E3 was that it wasn't available on consoles. More importantly, the Switch. All three of us, Kronos, Tark, you, uh, uh, Kronos, Tark, you, uh, me, uh, ah! all yeah, three of I, us on the show yeah. said, you know what? As much as I might not be 100% on board with this Pixel remaster, if it was on the Switch, shit, I'd probably buy it. I'd probably mm -hmm. buy it. 
But now, if there's demand and support. If there's a demand. Support. I think that's the key word in this sentence. How does it sell? If it sells well, maybe. 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 This is really yeah, that, stupid. And, that, and that's not going to piss anybody off. You know, they buy it on the, their mobile or they buy it on Steam, and then it releases on Switch yeah. or PS4 or PS5. See, that's not going to piss anybody off. I was thinking the whole time. Right? I was like, no, nah, they know we're buying it twice because Frickin we're jerks. losers. And my fan of fantasy fix. Give it. Put it. Mainline it. Absolutely dumb. Absolutely stupid. And as if those. <laughs> There's your console. There's your console. <laughs> but at least we have a company that knows how to sell things, right? And knows how to sell them right. And on their release date, happy. Get you the product on the release date. At least we <laughs> have a comp- company that's. Good at good at that, right? Well, or, or early, maybe not. It's honestly better though. Yeah, yeah. If you're the consumer, this is definitely better. <laughs> so, Neo: The World Ends with You, a game we have talked about on this show, and we know Kronos is looking very forward to, and Tark and I are looking forward to it as well. Just maybe not mm-hmm. as much as uh, as the Kronos one himself. I love the demo. Yeah, absolutely. Demo's great. It doesn't the demo's release... English localization is the greatest English <laughs> it is. localization. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, doesn't release for another five days. Doesn't come out until the 27th. However, however, uh, some people received digital activation codes for the Switch eShop versions of Neo after they pre-ordered the physical copy of the game on the Square Enix store. So what that was supposed to do was that if you pre-ordered a physical version of the game on Square Enix, you were supposed to get a buyer's code with all the pre-order goodies, right? Instead, (laughs) on July 17th, 10 days before the game came out, those pre-order codes went out and gave buyers the entire game. 10 days early. That's a great pre-order bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Don't rush out and go, like, pre-order a physical copy. I mean, don't pre-order it still. It looks like it'll be pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to play it, but don't do it simply to get a a copy of the game early. It doesn't do that anymore. It it looks a lot better than Balan Wonderworld. Let me tell you that. Oh, jeez. It's a low bar. That is. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what that code was. Square, just like self-inflicted wounds over and over and hey, over. I'm telling you, it's not a wound. <laughs> it's not a wound. Players like this one, Virus. at least. Yeah, at least it wasn't delayed or anything like that, I guess. You think the guy that was making the Final Fantasy XIV codes was the one that was over on Neo and keeping <laughs> yeah. that shit up, too? It'd be even funnier yes. if all of a like, sudden they started yeah. downloading Final Fantasy XIV on their Switch. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> How does this even work? <laughs> It's it's menu based. Oh. <laughs> We're back to Final 1. Fantasy 0? eleven. Back to Final <laughs> Fantasy hey, eleven. You know what I can play fourteen on? My Steam Deck. Yeah, this console. Yeah. Tark, show them. There's uh, that console you can play fourteen on, on the yeah, go. I don't like that you have that ready. I did pre-order mine. I don't like that you have that so prepared. I put it on. Notice. I put it on my stream deck. So just for just for <laughs> grindy square atlas. We see what you're doing with that deluxe edition and giving three days early access. Fuck that business model. Here's ten days early, no extra cost. <laughs> 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 
in an interview with Famitsu, uh, Yosuke Masuda, CEO and president of Square Enix, made a pretty bold statement uh, when it comes to Dragon Quest XII, a game we still have like almost no details about. I'm amazed we haven't seen like the protagonist reveal yet, but um, whatever. He said, Dragon Quest XII is being developed, taking into account the next 10 to 20 years of the Dragon Quest series. There are parts that remain consistent with the traditional image of Dragon Quest, but new elements are also necessary. After all, as a brand, we always need to innovate. Dragon Quest XII kind of shaping the next 10 to 20 years. Haps, I don't think you and I have ever really talked about Dragon Quest together. Uh, I'm a huge fan, Tark. We've we've talked about it. You just finished 11 on stream. But Haps, where do you stand? Do you, do you like the Dragon Quest series? Dragon Quest 11 was great. I, I play Dragon Quest 11S because the original has three total songs in the whole game and it kills a lot of scenes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of scenes are really underwhelming in the original and it's just like, great, I've been hearing this exact song since an hour into the game and that's the final boss right now. Um, and other than that, I actually don't have too much experience with the franchise only because the first Dragon Quest I played was 8 and the only reason I even owned it is because it came with a Final Fantasy XII demo. Yeah, demo. <laughs> so I always like to say, oh, I got this demo for Final Fantasy XII. I came with some game called Dragon Quest VIII. I, I played through almost all of it still, but I remember... I, a, lot of, a lot of the old games do something I've never really liked in turn-based RPGs, and you pick everyone's move, and then yeah. the turn plays. I've never liked that. I don't like that in any RPG. Yeah, There's you're no more, game You're more enough. of an ATB guy. There's, it's not even that. It's when it's... it's I don't want to be... Something speed-based. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I, I'm making my moves, expecting them to play it out, and then in that one time, it doesn't. It's nothing but frustrating. So I've actually never even bothered to go back and play the old Dragon Quest games because I will quit halfway through because of that exact mechanic. Well, there's if there's any you're going to play through or you want to do something, let me know. I will tell you which ones like narratively to go play so that at least you Three. have that going for you. Uh, people Three, asking eight. about the Steam Deck actually in chat. Uh, go watch uh, Gaming Gumbo on uh, ReadyCheckRadio.com. Our episode this past Saturday, we did almost half the show on everything you can expect from the Steam Deck. Uh, yes, you can play non-Steam games on it, uh, Onion. You could literally rip the Steam Open OS source. off and put Windows on there and download the Epic Game Store if you wanted to do that instead, or your GOG library. Yes. That's going to be a great YouTube video when Absolutely. someone does that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 12 going to be making quite an impact here. Although, Target, we, we always hear that, though. Like, this is going to be the next 10 years of the Destiny franchise. This well, is going to be the next 10 years of Destiny 2. That's what, the funny thing about Final Fantasy, and we've talked about this, is that you go to Dragon Quest, and you know what you're getting. It's been pretty much the same. It's all kind of goofy. The, the artwork's pretty consistent turn-based good rpg fun so i'm very interested in what they mean by you know shaping the next 20 years i was hoping more of the same maybe a little bit more mature a little bit more dark well we already know um, that they did allude yeah, to that yeah. when they revealed the, the mm -hmm. splash screen and we talked about that on the show but but i'm hoping they don't change RPG already they didn't say Not it dead. was turn -based. they didn't they didn't 
Um, but that's what I'm hoping that they nope. don't change too much. That's you know, exactly what I was thinking well, when they said we, we, we when I go to Dragon Quest. Yeah, we talked about that talk on the show where mm-hmm. it was yeah. like it was only like three or four shows prior where we were like we speculated we're never going to see a turn-based Final Fantasy mainline series again, a uh, mainline yeah, numbered what... volume. And so maybe Square Enix is looking at Dragon Quest to be that the franchise that carries the turn-based forward. Because I just don't think after 15 and where 16 is headed that we're ever going to go back in a mainline yeah. number. Maybe we'll get a, an offshoot or a spinoff, but I don't think we're going <laughs> back. Uh, 10-3. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Dragon Quest ever needs to go action-based, to be honest. I don't. And, and I'm I, scared I that it might. That's, that's I, I'm a little worry. concerned that 12 might. Because Dragon Quest Warriors, they can always just do another one of those. Right, <laughs> right. Because they put the, the the movement circle, you can move around in that circle. Like I'm, yeah. That maybe they were feeling that out and see how people liked it. I turned that shit off quicker than, like, why? Why am I moving around? Just, okay, I'm just like my commands. Let's go. Yeah, we gave our thoughts on Final Fantasy Ten Three last week. Uh, we're gonna yeah. get happies here in a minute because I do want to show. Gonna, you. I need to find. I need to see if I can find a GIF that describes. <laughs> I do want to show you this first, though. These are Go available for, for pre-order on the Square Enix store now. Fifty-four ninety-nine USD. Jesus, uh, this is the Final Fantasy X vinyl. Some of the I love. Oh I don't own any of the Square Enix vinyls, but they are just absolutely gorgeous. Not just yeah. the discs themselves, but also the packaging and everything that comes with them. Absolutely gorgeous. So I had to bring these. These just went up for uh, pre-release because the twentieth anniversary of uh, Final Fantasy X was two, three days ago on, on the 19th. So it, this is a two-disc set. Look at the artwork on uh, on this first disc. This is side A and side B of the first disc. Absolutely beautiful. One thing I could give Square Enix, you know, when they put out a premium piece of merchandise, they, they really make it Most look really good. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. Here's the second one, uh, more Yuna. A little bit of Titus, but more Yuna-focused. I mean, that... I want that for disc two side D just by itself. Just by itself. The image in chat is my expectations for Final Fantasy X. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know the audio that. novel, then that makes a whole lot more sense to you. Because <laughs> the audio novel would probably oh, be canon. Oh, God. They are no. gorgeous. They are gorgeous. So I did put in the show notes on this topic, since we brought up Final Fantasy X, Hap. We gave our thoughts last week. I'll let you sum up before we go to uh, Love It or Leave It with your thoughts on a potential 10-3, knowing that they do have a synopsis written. All hands on deck for Final Fantasy VII, but the possibility of a 10-3 isn't zero. This isn't the first time we've heard this. Nope. Um, there was an interview, I believe, at like a train station or something with... Uh, What's-his-face with... Uh, yeah, Yoshinori Katase. He did. I don't even remember what website it was with, but he was just like, I was just like at a train station in Japan. He was just, they were just interviewing him, and it was like a formal thing. And he brought it up there, and it's been on the minds of people for quite some time. Same thing though. All hands on Final Fantasy VII remake, and you know, it would have to wait till that's done to even be possible. And the fact that it's now being brought up again means it's not once left their minds since this. This was this was a consideration for a long time. You can really, really tell. 
Are you in favor as- of it or not? We split last week on our lo- or on our um, love it or leave it segment for this one. I was the only one that was said, yeah, sure, why not? He was the dissenter, yeah. The Kronos and Tark were both like, nope, leave it. That's not a split. That's, that's you barely It's three being- of us. What do you want me to call it? <laughs> two versus one, well, two to- and also you weren't even committed. So that's a no. That's a collective I went no. with love it. You said you were on the line. Okay. Because you only get one. It's a, it's a binary thing. Love it or leave yeah. it. Love it, love it, leave it's, it, or For him, it's very black and white. There's no gray. Yeah, there is no yeah, gray. Love it or leave it. There is no gray in love it or leave it. Um, There's no crying man, in baseball. Do I not like, man, There's do no I crying not in like baseball. Do I not like 10 2? <laughs> so to say, I'm in, I would, there's no way I'd say I'm in favor of it. Now, could it be good? Sure. Sure. I got to assume they learn from Tentu. Although, you know, they just... Tentu's gameplay is fine. It's just... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I've said the... I said the same thing last week. The gameplay was fantastic. If you didn't like the whole costume thing, and fine, I get that. I get that. I get that. The decision that was rendered at two to one with Byrne writing the dissenting opinion. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's more accurate. My point was, it's been too long, and no one's really asking for this, and you could put that time and resources into something new no so now i just I, want them to make it now n- do it just a spike, no, just see, a spike I've, I've always said i'd be more interested in a in a 10-0 give me oran and jack a little prequel yeah there Jacks you go you give me a little prequel action yeah. yeah i would take that all right gentlemen so. it's the uh, end of the show so it is time to go over to love it or leave it This is the segment of the show that we wrap everything up with where I give you one topic, Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a feature, could be a press release, could be a piece of merchandise, could be anything I want as long as it's even peripherally related to Square Enix. And I put forth the question to the panel, do you love it and you want to see more of it or leave it, never see it again? Now, we didn't actually put this on the love it or leave it prior with this addendum. So I'm going to ask you gentlemen, not for your love it or leave it on Pixels itself. I believe all of us on multiple shows have made our opinions on that clear, the Pixels remaster. But if that came to consoles, and let's just say your console of choice, don't you dare put that damn Steam Deck image up. (laughs) (laughs) Love it or leave it, Pixel rem... That's it. That's it. We go to my solo shot now. (laughs) I was was also egging them all. I was saying... (laughs) Love it or leave it, the Pixels remaster on your console of choice. And by love it, I mean you would buy all six. Leave it, I mean you would buy none. There is no I'm going to pick up one or two. All or nothing, binary decision, Haps. You're up first. Just Pixels on console? Love it. Love it? Yeah, why would I not want? Of course. Easy enough. That's it. Easy enough. Uh, Love it. I want it. Um... I want to hear some inkling that yes, they're going to do it because I don't want to pay twice for this. Wait, you're going to uh, pay once. Wait, you're going to pay once for it. I, I Abby, was don't do that with it. the eyes. I know where you're going. I, I know was where thinking you're going. About it. Want to see somebody for... that 99% probably isn't going to pay for it? That guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> you mean? I was thinking time. about getting it for my son. Uh, I want him to experience those titles. Oh, uh, is it not? Is it not 99 anymore? Is it 100? No. No, I'm definitely buying it if they put it on console and restreaming it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Every time they re-release Final Fantasy games, I replay them and restream. Are you are you being supplied with this for your content creation stuff? The the PC version stuff? It's like 50-50. Still 50. Like sometimes sometimes I don't I know even, the last time we talked you weren't sure if you were going to get it or not yet from uh, from Square. Yeah, no, I never assume I'm getting anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just I go yeah, into no. everything yeah. not assume cuz sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Right. But Sometimes I, just, I don't even bother asking. It's if they spring it to me. I don't go to them and I'm like, hey. Good man. So, Good man. Did they give you a Bell and Wonder World code? And you'd be like, ah, you can have that. Bell. Man, they <laughs> sure did. <laughs> man, they sure did give me a Bell and Wonder World code. And I wondered why. <laughs> Zing. You know what? I'm going to leave it just to spite both of you. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of The Relic Grind, 7 p.m. Also, we've got Gaming Gumbo, our general weekly gaming podcast at 7 p.m. on Saturdays. It's all available right there on readycheckradio.com. You can sit there and watch the backlog while you're playing some of your MMOs, listen to us, chat about all things gaming, all things Final Fantasy related. Snowbound canceled until further notice. It's on suspension hiatus. It's not not permanently gone, at least not at the moment, uh, but we are going to put it on a suspended hiatus for now. We will be replacing that Tuesday stream with uh, me streaming or somebody else streaming uh, most weeks occasionally maybe we'll just take a day off but uh, so we don't lose we're losing a show but we're not losing the hour of programming so make sure you follow us on twitch youtube twitter facebook all that fun stuff we're closing in on 500 twitch we'd love to get you there uh or you to help get us there but until next thursday mr happy it's always a pleasure having you on sir where can everybody find you and all the stuff you're doing you can find me, Mr. Happy1227, everywhere. Uh, right now with 14, taking it nice and easy. I've done almost everything that's possibly imaginable in that game. And I'm still finding things to do. New World, I'll probably be checking that out before the closed beta. As long as I know my PC won't explode from uh, a bug. Just cap that those was... frames at 60. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, I just got to cap those frames. I will forget to do that, let me tell you. Um, Genshin just had its most recent patch. Been playing that a bunch. Um, Neo the World Ends With You comes out next week. The Pixel Remasters come out next week. And uh, in the meantime, it's just a November waiting room, as far as I'm concerned. So I'll just keep doing my thing, and uh, hopefully people enjoy it. Mr. Tarkov. Uh, find me everywhere at Tarkov Gaming. Playing Final Fantasy fourteen. I am nowhere near caught up like Happy is. I got lots of stuff to do, so come on in for that. And on Saturday and Sunday nights, uh, you'll find me here on Ready Check Radio. We are finishing up near Replicant. I just got the speed run and some weapon grinding to do. Nice. Getting close. I'm Mike yeah. Brown. You can follow me personally on Twitter right there at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, and we'll tweet at you every time we go live with a show or any one of us goes live with a stream. Until next week, gang, stay safe out there, and we'll see you on the servers. Later. Later.